Mr. Shoop. Oh, Mr. Shoop. Congratulations. You've been chosen to teach summer school. Ah, oh, shoot. If only I'd known sooner. We're going to Hawaii. May I remind you, Mr. Shoop, you're up for tenure. You want a job next year? Oh, come on, Mr. Gills. Look, we got lays on and everything. You'll be teaching remedial English. Remedial English? Look, I ain't no English teacher. See? Double negative. No, I uh, hand out basketballs, check for jock straps. I'm, like, very challenged. Oh, I'm not a real teacher. That's all right. These aren't real students. They're unmotivated, irresponsible, not too bright. They'll relate to you. I appreciate that. No, no, look, the only reason I got into this whole teaching gig in the first place is to get my summers off. No, I'm afraid my answer has to be no. No, thank you? Bottom line, Mr. Shoup, you need my recommendation for tenure. This is blackmail. We call it school spirit. Hello. Hi. We're back. We're back. Everybody out there. Boys and girls, my name is Pete. And everyone in between. I always say that whenever you say boys and girls, you should always say everyone in between. This is true. It, it's only fair. It's not just ladies and gentlemen. Everybody in between. You know, you're all welcome. You're all welcome all on this podcast. All are welcome. All are welcome on this podcast. Well, Who are I'm, you? Well, I'm Scott. Nice to meet you, Scott. These are the movies that, that made, made us, us gay. gay. Yay! Man. Well, uh, Scott, how are you today? I am great. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Did you enjoy the movie? I loved it. We just finished Summer School from 1987, directed by, by Carl Reiner. And I also just found out, as we were watching it, Rob Reiner's brother. His father. His father. Yeah. Meathead's father. Meathead's father. Yeah. I did not know that. He's a prolific film director yeah. in his own right. I know. I didn't know. Showing your age right there. I guess so. Well, we watched it with our with the friend of the pod, Jacob Carrillo. Carrillo. Hey, yes, hello, I, hello, hello. I kind of had the deep friend of the pod. I just, I deposit your last name for a minute. It's, it's okay. Carrillo. It is. It is. I get this the first day of school. Oh. Mr. Carrillo. Uh, yes. Mr. Carrillo. How do you pronounce your name? Um, uh, so, yeah, I am a teacher. And uh, <laughs> it... The correct way is Carrillo. 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 Um, but I say Carrillo. I get called Mr. C eventually. So nice. Well, Much like Mr. Cunningham on him. We're gonna days. we're gonna keep it casual and just call you Jacob on this. <laughs> That's totally okay. But um, yeah. So I feel like we just have mutual friends, and you were a fan of the pod. And yes. I asked you to come on. Yes, I literally met the both of you. Two hours ago. Sure. Yeah, face-to-face. Yeah. Face. Before yeah. we watched the movie. Um, yes, we became mutual friends um, because uh, my very good friend and roommate, a former roommate, is friends with you, Scott. And uh, eventually over... Shout out to Mitch. Mitch, yeah, Mitch Ralston. <laughs> He's probably not listening. He better be listening. I'm like, <laughs> um, like Facebook, Instagram, and then um, y- both of you doing the this podcast. And I... Listen to this podcast so much, <laughs> oh I could probably quote I it. I love it. That's amazing. Um, That's great. And I ended up listening to um, who was on um, the mannequin one again? 
Millie DeCherico. Uh, shout out to her because I hey, listened to all of her. We love you. Uh, was it Back to Bayside? Way back. What's the, the Bayside? Go Bayside. Go Bayside. Go Bayside. Yeah. Did you listen uh, to her details? Did I? Her sorted no. details podcast with April Richardson is really great. No, I have too. it. Yeah, no, I have shoot. it. Because honestly, why I go back to listening to <laughs> <laughs> your guys' Death Becomes Her and Mannequin yeah. over and over again. Good. Keep listening. So we were thinking about, uh, well, I was thinking originally about A League of Their Own, and <sighs> then we somehow landed on summer school. I don't remember how. Uh, so you, you know, you've been asking me which you know, which movies that I want, you know, we're throwing stuff out there. And then you proposed, do you want to do summer school or league of their own? Both movies that made me very gay (laughs) by, by chance, um, because I love women's softball. That made me gay for sure. sure. Um, (laughs) Shout out to my dad for catching Ah. me. (laughs) Um, But also this movie definitely made me, made me gay because of, the male stripper scene. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And I thought because I am now a high school English teacher that my insight to summer school would be much more useful. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like uh, this movie I watched a lot as a child. See, no, I too. did not watch this a lot. Really? At all. I did not watch this until I met Pete. Yeah. Did you have cable? <laughs> I did have cable and I'd somehow missed this movie. It was not a lot. Okay. So, um, this movie was like one of those movies that would be on like, you know, your local Fox station on mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon. And yeah. then it was always on like USA, TNT, TBS, like yeah. constantly. But when you watched it, you never watched it from beginning to end. You always came in on some scene. <laughs> sure. And that's kind of how I remember watching this movie until On Demand existed. And yeah. then you could actually watch it moving from beginning to end. Yep, yep. I watch, I watched it a lot. I think that this movie had an influence on my style choices as an adult. Oh. I can see that. Wearing a lot of short shorts. You're wearing short shorts today. Snazzy t-shirts with uh, like heavy metal bands or, you know, like a, a horror movie motif. So you wanted to be Mr. Shoop. I wanted to be Mr. Shoop, but also Chainsaw and Dave. And also ah, everything that like... Mr. Shoop's wearing, you could pretty much go into a cotton on and buy right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mr. Shoop is very, is very on trend for 2019. Mm-hmm. Chainsaw and Dave are as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like those two characters, as kind of, they were like, I don't think that they're cool in the universe of the movie. I think people at Oceanfront High School kind of think that Chainsaw and Dave are weirdos. Oh, of course. But to me, I was like, those are the cool guys. Like yeah. as a kid, I was like, "Those are the two cool, the two cool weirdos," and I just was like, "Yeah, that's fully the kind of dumbass like nonsense bullshit that I'm going to be into," and fully just kind of modeled my life after the two of them. I very much still to this day wear, uh, you know, camouflage cargo pants and <laughs> leopard berets. <laughs> I like that. I, I like wish. that Gary Riley, the actor that plays Dave, and his IMDb. Profile it's picture. A picture from summer school. He's wearing the leopard beret. Well, it's a picture from summer school. It's a picture from summer yeah. school. Because <laughs> what else would you use if you yeah. were? This was your only main acting acting credit. He didn't do a lot. Chainsaw went on to do a, quite a bit. Yes, and I think still works. Yes, honestly, looking at the picture of him in summer school versus him as an adult, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I recognize you now. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but, I mean, this movie, it doesn't have a lot of gay shit in it other than, you know, the stripper scene, which is amazing. Yes, but 
Mark Harmon oh my God, uh, is uh, is a beautiful looking man. He's oh, like man. your dad's cute friend that always I comes wish. over, and you just think that he's just well. You, you just want to get with the with your dad's friend. <laughs> Did you get that? I don't have I gotten with my dad's. I don't well. think I've gotten my dad's friend. No, I haven't. <laughs> um, but he, Mark Harmon was, I believe, People Magazine's sexiest man alive in 1986. Yes, Ooh. indeed, he was. Mm-hmm. He's on the cover because I wasn't the first one. Uh, Mel Gibson that created the whole that sexiest right. man yeah. so alive. Would have been eight, so what would 85. what would have been the big thing that would have gotten him sexiest man alive in 86? He was on Saint Elsewhere. He was oh, a sure. doctor on Saint That's Elsewhere, right. and he got AIDS. Yes, his character mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. And also, Mark Harmon at the time and uh, around that time was very well known for the uh, television movie The Deliberate Stranger, oh. in which he played Ted Bundy. Oh. I could see him playing Wait, a Ted Bundy. Who played Ted Bundy now? Zach, Zach Efron. Efron? <laughs> I would Zach rather, was, Zach I would was, rather was, fuck Zach Efron. He was the best part of that terrible movie, too. <laughs> he was. He was. Um, I mean, I'd, 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 it would be a toss-up between Zach Efron and Mark Harmon. It was 1986. It was Can a I have both of them movie. at once? <laughs> but which Mark Harmon? Do you want 1986 Mark Harmon or Definitely. CSI Mark Harmon? I'll take either. Ah. Yeah. I'll take 86. That is some Ted Bundy realness. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> Pete just brought up a picture of Mark Harmon as, as Ted Bundy. That turtleneck. Yeah, and the yeah, hair, the curly hair. I can hair. see it. Yeah. He probably looks more like Ted Bundy than Zac Efron did. Yeah. Yeah, it works. It works. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in it. And I think, yeah, Mark Harmon was a was a pretty big star in the mid '80s, mm-hmm. and um, not known for comedies. And that's no. so weird because I think he plays comedy in this movie really well. I think he's yeah. pretty funny in it. He's very charming. He's you look Super at him, charming. and yeah. you know. And the thing is, like, even with the students, they like him. Yeah, they do yeah. like him. And Kirstie Alley likes him. <laughs> Kirstie Alley really <laughs> likes him. I think he, movies that movies that made us gay all star. Kirstie Alley. Well, we just did her in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah, she's back. But depending on uh, the order of release, maybe you haven't heard of Drop Dead Gorgeous yet. Oh. <laughs> it's it's going to be coming out, <laughs> <laughs> or it may have been, or it may have already been out. So who knows? <laughs> it's all it's all a crapshoot right now. But yeah, Kirstie Alley is definitely in this. She is looking very beautiful in this and movie. Thin. Very thin, Kirstie Alley. Probably yes. the best that Kirstie Alley has ever looked was in this movie she was she was gorgeous in the 80s she really was yeah, gorgeous she's beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. she looks good in cheers yeah do yeah. you remember the episode of cheers where she tried like she was trying to sleep with sam or get back at sam in the elevator and they stripped ted Danson basically to his boxers no. and then she left him that's the only memory i have of oh cheers God. i never feel like ted Danson is sexy no, no, because even in uh, Three Men and a Baby, yeah. he's not the sexy one. Like no. I'd rather. I mean, Tom Selleck Tom is Selleck. the sexy one in that. Movie. Tom Selleck is, but I would rather Steve do Gunberg. Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would. I, would I always have Tom Selleck. Steven Steve Gutenberg probably has good ass. There is the very our opening scenes of Police Academy one. Okay, he so has those he, little shorts, right? So he shows up in cutoff jean shorts yeah. and a crop top midriff T-shirt that says "Bun in the Oven." Mm-hmm. Very eighties because he's like the free spirit, you know. He's like he's not there to be a cop. He's just kind of the jokester guy. Which again, my he only did Police Academy one through four, I believe. Right? Yes, I don't yeah. think he came back for five. He or six. stopped on 
Citizens on Patrol. The best Police mm-hmm. Academy. The best movie. one. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. I like three. I think that three is when they go to the leather bar. Remember? Well, they go to the Blue Oyster in most of them, oh, but it they? really gets super leathery in, in three. Okay. And then in four, it's full on like they're at the fault line or like the <laughs> eagle. Um, yeah, so I do, I do, I do care, like uh, a mid 80s Steve Gutenberg. That's why I like High Spirits so much with Daryl yeah. Hannah. Um, but back to summer school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, I definitely watch this a lot. There's uh, there's a lot of midriff cut off t shirts. Yeah. I mean, uh, Moose, from, Moose from Heather's wears a a a cut off t shirt. Yeah, that's wears it a very lot. flattering yeah, on him. Patrick L- something yeah. with an L. something French something. I love my, and I think he's I love adopted. Laborto. Wikipedia says you know he was adopted. Mm, so all right, all right. you can believe Wikipedia. He uh, he had those he had those icy blue eyes in this movie. He's like yes, a lot of people had icy blue eyes and brunette hair. That yeah. was a thing. Kirstie Alley is like the forerunner of like the dark, the Raven Beauty with like these these icy blue eyes. And and yeah, uh, his name is Kevin in this movie. He plays the jock football player that befriends the pregnant girl. Yes, uh, Rhonda. Yes, played by Shawnee Smith. Yeah. I love okay, so this movie's great because it, I, I forget Shawnee Smith was in the Saw movies. That's that was her big. big that was yeah. her big gig. Yes, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so this movie introduces a lot of characters uh, with the teens, and a lot of them had careers in the eighties. But yeah. I would say Shawnee Smith is probably the one that has kept it going. Yeah, for sure. Steadily working. Steadily working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely. As, as does like Courtney Thorne Smith. I mean, she's been employed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. she was steadily working for a while. Yeah. Well, you know, and besides, you know, Mark Harmon and Christy yeah. Alley, C- Courtney Thorne Smith is on the cover. So, you know. She's on the cover of the of the poster? Or yeah. the, or the well, pieces? whatever they like show now. Oh, for sure, this sure. Well, I think now because she's her star has risen a little yes. more than anybody well, else. Well, she got the second highest. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so we should talk about all the students. Well, okay, first well, of all, first yeah. of all, did any of you go to summer school? Oh my god, did I go to summer school? <laughs> <laughs> See, now summer school was not an option for me. We never had summer school. I mean, not an option because because he, he had ten students and all grades were taught in one classroom. In one classroom, little <laughs> house in the prairie style. So, no, so, no, but I lived in a small town public school, and I. Feel like summer school was an option, or am I just saying that because I never had to do it? What happens if you failed a class in high school? I don't know. Okay, so then you just get held back, and you have to and you have to retake it. Okay, so like Pete, like you, I went to Catholic school. So um, I don't think in public school in my small town, summer school is an option. Oh wow! Yeah, weird. Go on. If anyone that went to high school with me that went to summer school, write in. Like movies that made us gay. Everyone all yeah. went to summer school. Um, like we didn't want you. So um, I didn't. I didn't have to go to summer school. Summer school was not um, really something the Catholic schools wanted to do. Yeah. Um, they kind of made if you failed something, they kind of made you go to the public schools and <laughs> take it. Um, I only did summer school in college. Mm. Okay. Not well, my I mean, high school. Yeah. I mean, there's always summer semesters. Not my college. high school, boy. If you failed, you were going to summer school, and they wanted you in because you paid tuition for summer school as well. So they were well, like, yeah. come That's back, why. bitches. So what did you fail? Uh, everything, <laughs> frankly. Uh, algebra 2, um, f- uh, chemistry, um, 
or was it biology? I don't know. I fit, I did algebra. I did one year. I did uh, some science with Brother Dan. Sorry, Brother Dan. Oh, you had brothers? Yeah, we had Christian brothers. The brothers left when my brother graduated, so I only had lay people oh, for okay. all of those people who uh, went sure. to Catholic school out there. No, we had we had Christian brothers in the full like ball gown. I had a question. After prayer, did you guys say St. John Baptist de La Salle pray, pray for, for us? us? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Have you seen so, Lady Bird? <laughs> yes. That right there, if you really want to know what going to Catholic school was like, yeah. watch Lady Bird. So, yeah, St. John Baptist de La Salle pray for us. Mm-hmm. It was just like every class. Yep. It, I mean, it was. Wow. Like, so did you have Jesuit? Was it a Jesuit school or was it? I, I Who knows? I yeah. don't know. Like, so um, what's ver- so by the time I got there, there were no more brothers sure. or nuns yeah. teaching. They all, you know, we had we left. had a full brothers' house with the brothers living there, and with Sister Francis, we had one one nun left. Sister Francis, bless her. Um, and yeah, so I would say about half of my teachers in each each year. So you had to go to summer school every year? Not every year, but almost every year. so i may not have gone to summer school but i have taught summer school i taught summer school this past year um was it anything like this (laughs) okay so how many field trips did you did you go to knott's bray farm did you go to the beach (laughs) okay so so okay so let's kind of go through like how this movie starts this movie starts in a great uh way in terms of plot mapping um it introduces everybody yeah Mm -hmm. and um all of the characters, all the student characters, at least, uh, they are getting their summons. Yeah. What is that, by the way? The th- is that a thing? That is a thing. However, that does not happen the last day of school. No, I think you kind of know. That, so usually by, fail. by quarter three, they already have your semester one grades. So they obviously know if you have to go to summer school for yeah. semester one. But by the end of quarter three, which is, you know, around like spring break, um, they... The, your your counselor will start talking to you and basically say, "Hey, you right now have a D or an F in algebra. If you don't get it up by the end of the semester, you're going to summer school." school. So um, there is that with the kids, but it's not on the last day of school. Yeah. Now with teachers, so it is a struggle to teach summer school because you know it's your whole summer. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. You know, and um, now is, is it. The entire summer, or is it like a month? So, I'm not sure how you... like. So, when you went to summer school, how long was it? I don't remember. It was not the entire summer. I want to say it was maybe six weeks. Yeah, so... I'll, maybe? Yeah, so also, we have to think about, like, you know, there is no longer three months of vacation anymore. Yeah. Because we take longer vacations during the winter, and Thanksgiving's a week now, and... Um, so, summer itself is shorter, Um Summer school now is long. Honestly, as a teacher who has taught summer school, it is too long for the kids because it's not 8 to 12. It's like 8 to 2. Yeah. It's a long day for yeah. the kids. And they're in one class the whole entire time, which is awful because after three hours, those kids are done. Oh, yeah. And what you can learn in three hours is the same as you would have learned in six. In six, yeah, totally. So um, the, there is a scramble to find teachers. Um, there is a scramble, especially – Science teachers. Yeah. Like the principal isn't the principal is chasing not... after them in the parking lot <laughs> no. to ask them <laughs> well, as they're driving away in their car. There for you know what? For um science teachers there probably is. Like there are VPs who are trying to find those K 
chemistry and biology teachers because those are some hard subjects to teach. I couldn't teach it. Yeah. I feel like when I was there, and this was the 90s, this was straight up the mid-90s when I was taking summer school, we had the full three months of summer, and I think it was maybe six weeks, and summer school ended at like one, and I think they only did like three classes, like Mm -hmm. the whole day. That's not bad. Yeah, but I I remember one year, I forgot what class it was, that there were two of us in the class. It was crazy. Did you like that person? <laughs> no. Oh, we God. just had to, it was like silent sustained reading the entire time. Oh, that's awful. But it was very much like okay I mean, I went to an all boys school oh. and we did not have a uniform, but we had a dress code and the dress code was a lot more lax during summer school. And then there were girls there, not that I cared or gave a shit. <laughs> but there were girls there to like get more. I feel like the girls' schools didn't have summer school, but our school did. So the boys are dumb. yeah, so th- like th- I think there were like three of the Catholic schools in the city came to our school for classes. I went to Catholic school yeah. with a uniform. So basically, what you see in the craft is kind of how my so no uniform because in the craft they those <laughs> uh, uniform rules were. No tucked in shirt. in the faces of those teachers. <laughs> Nobody had a shirt tucked in. Nobody had the same color shirts. I have a lot of problems with that because I had a uniform <laughs> for a lot of time. And I was like, no, 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 no. Those rules were flouted in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, I, the like polo shirt for guys, like a three-button short sleeve shirt or like khaki pants. Yeah. No, we just had to have, as long as we didn't have holes in our pants... And our shirt had to have buttons and a collar, and it had to be tucked in. That was it. Scott, so did any school have uniforms in Montana? I mean, not anywhere in my in my town. <laughs> I mean, you would have had to have gone to the bigger cities to yeah. have gone to Catholic school. Yeah. And I don't even know. Are there if Catholics even, in Montana? I, Montana's yeah, like a majority a Catholic. of Catholics in really? Montana. What, what else did you think was in Montana? Protestants, mountains, bears. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there was, but I really didn't know or didn't care. <laughs> so yeah, they introduce that everyone, that including the teacher, do not want to be. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. in summer school. Yeah, this is the last thing that anybody involved in this. Yes. And so there's Chainsaw Dave. The two resident fuck-ups. Oh, but I love Chainsaw but, Dave so much. But passionate uh, future movie makeup artists. Yes. Way ahead of their time. Way yeah, ahead of their time. Yeah, yeah. Sure. They love horror movies. They love grossing people out. Uh, Dave has a live cat in his locker. I have a lot of questions about that. <laughs> He's had this cat in his locker. In his locker. He just has a black could cat you, that falls around to class. Could you imagine just like the amount of work? That would entail keeping this cat in the school. I think the, I think it's a school. It's like a it's it's on the school grounds, and they're just like, let's just name this cat and give it French fries from the lunch truck, and like it follows them around, and it's a black cat, so they like it because it's spooky. And then when they were cleaning out their locker, he was like, oh, give me French fries, and so they picked it up and put it on the top shelf for that scene. But he opens a- up, and the cat is in the locker. <laughs> Though, like he lives there. I'm trying to give some backstory and some it's world like the building. Cats that live at Disneyland. They just <laughs> exactly at the school. Yeah, and Chainsaw Dave likes to just feed it, you know, like garbage from their lunch tray. That was a cute scene, though. Yeah, <laughs> it was a cute scene. Very is very very quick in introducing everyone. Yes. and 
gives a little bit of insight of their own, like, maybe problems later on that will be revealed. Yes, for so, sure. So uh, we got the knocked up one, the Denise. Knocked, Deni- Ra- uh, Rhonda. N- Rhonda. Yeah. Rhonda, played by Shawnee Smith. Denise, played by Kelly oh, Joe Winter. sure. Yeah. Um, is the token black girl, black character. No, not the black token black character, but the token black girl in yeah. this cast. Mm-hmm. She's black, but not too black. For an 80s movie. Yes. I mean... Hate to sound racist, but that's probably how it was cast in the 80s. Well, no. I think now, because, you know, of our woke generation, as you want to say, um, we do notice that a lot of the sometimes token or or stock Mm -hmm. black Mm -hmm. African-American characters um, are usually lighter skinned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And their hair is usually not natural. It's true for any ethnic ethnicity in in 80s movies. Yes. If they're going to have somebody in there, that's going to be, you know. Yes. And now since there are now, you know, uh, a more diverse people making media, we are now seeing more diverse, truer, realistic uh, representations of all you know, different types of Latinos, different types of African Americans. Different you can definitely types of see it Asians. in this cast. Let me just say this about Kelly Jo Minter: she made the rounds in the eighties. Uh, she was popular. Yes, yeah, she was popular. She was in uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Five: The you, Dream Child. The Dream Child. Yes, you may remember her from House Party. You oh, may remember. Yes, you may remember her from. She was in New Jack City. She was in The People Under the Stairs. Oh, Wes yeah. Craven liked her. Yeah, exactly. She's in The Lost Boys. Who is she in The Lost Boys? Uh, I always see her name in the opening credits, and I always go, "Where the hell it is must Kelly Joe Minter in this cut. movie?" No, she's in it, and it's a brief blink if you miss it thing. And I'm trying to remember; I'll figure it out uh, as the episode goes on. I'll find her. She's in it. It's a blink and you miss it. I don't even think she has a line. So she may have been like but had she's more scenes in the opening deleted. credits, though. Her name is in the opening credits. Wow. Yes, it must have been scenes cut. Yeah. Um, she. I remember. Um. I'm, I'm of course. I believe you guys have seen um, "Never Sleep Again." That yes, the documentary. And I was really happy when she like I saw her and she's talking about it, and she very much sounds like her character Denise. Yeah, in for School. sure. Yeah, she's yeah. She, oh my God, where is she? I'm gonna find her. Okay, moving on. Who else do we have uh, in our scene? So of- um, we have. So we also we talked about Kevin the Jock. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the nerd character. Played by, I think his name is Richard Stevens. He plays Ekian. Oh, yes. Alan Ekian. Alan Ekian. Um, and then we have uh, Larry, the kid that is asleep in cl- class constantly. Yes. And we find out why he's asleep okay. in class. Yes. And then we are introduced to Pam, played by Courtney Thorne Smith. Oh, uh, Yes. Courtney Thorne Smith is like that really pretty babysitter that you had when you were a kid. She is. She's a very <laughs> you just pretty thought blonde. was so cute, and you just wanted to be her. She's that beautiful blonde that little kids just want to be, and or at she, least with me. And she's also very much a California blonde. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, like, she looks ex- honestly the girl, girl, blonde girls from California look like her. So okay, but let me let me just break this down really quickly. Chainsaw and Dave. None of these kids are stupid. No. None of these kids are there because they're dumb or whatever. Like, all these kids have a lot of potential. Yes. And they need somebody. They're they're all slipping through the cracks in one way or the other. Yes. Chainsaw and Dave have a fucking drinking problem. Yeah. 
they're literally mm-hmm. drinking vodka at their summer. They have a, a job. They have yes. a high school they job. The they photomat. both work at the photomat yeah. together. The one-hour photomat. The one-hour photomat. I love the two teen boys that are inseparable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that they are that just friends. I had that in high school. Oh, I you? had a friend that we were just fucking inseparable. We were all day together at school, and then we would go home after school and just hang out all afternoon and just walk to McDonald's and do whatever. We didn't have a job that we worked the same hours at the same job. But, you know, I, I did have that friendship. Uh, Ray, you're not listening, but hi. Hi, Ray. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love that thing where it's like they're these two idiots that just all they do is hang out with each other. They got the same job, do but they think, got in trouble together. Do you think they're kind of like a Romy and Michelle? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like because, you know, we do have those friends in high school who are like, I'm friends with you because I'm just in class with you and I see you eight hours of the day. <laughs> that and that, yeah. That's a big yeah. reality of what school is. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, um, you do sometimes make one or two people that are actually like, no, I actually like you. Yeah, yeah. We will be friends. Yeah. The same, the, the, the same interests outside of high school. We can we can get into Chainsaw and Dave a little bit later, but I like to think that they maintain some kind of a friendship. So Kevin, the football player, let's just say he was focused too much on sports, maybe chasing girls, and also he was kicked off of the football team because his grades were too his bad. Grades were too he, bad. Yeah. Too. Yes, because um, the their big objective for summer school is that they have to pass this remedial English test. Yeah. Which we no longer call remedial English. And I was going to say, you can't even call it that Well, anymore, it's like right? saying calling someone retarded. You can't say it anymore. <laughs> God, remedial. Yeah, so what is it now? Well, they really Who don't they have, they don't have it anymore. Yeah. So um, uh, I want to say maybe like eight years ago, California stopped the Casey, which was the test you had to actually pass mm-hmm. in order to graduate high school from California. Oh, okay. And you no longer have that. Um, so there really is no test. We're not Europe. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. We don't have our whatever they're called. Well, when I was in high school, in middle school, in grade school, I was a terrible test taker. How did you pass So them? I would have, well. By the skin of his I teeth. was like a B student, but I had to work really hard at it, too. So, Chances are I probably would have been in this class if it was offered. But that said, I never, like, failed any classes well, the KC test, in high honestly, school, though. Uh, the old KC test, I should say, it was written for sixth graders to pass. Sure. So I would not do well on stuff like the ACT, we'll just say. Oh, the, oh those? Oh, yeah, the SAT? Those are hard now. <laughs> yeah. No. Well... I probably couldn't pass it now, but I was a good test taker in high school. I was bad at everything else. Uh, okay, Courtney Thornsmith as Pam. She was the surfer girl. Her mind was elsewhere. She would skip class. I think she just didn't show up. She was staring yeah. out the classroom window, and what did she see? Waves. Waves, because this high school is oceanfront. It's called oceanfront it's high school. It's called oceanfront high. Yeah. She did not want to be there. She just wanted to be surfing. Do high schools like this exist in California? I don't know if they're Ocean View. Would you have Probably an Ocean not. View high school? I doubt it. Well, That's I'm... some like Saved by the Bell surfer high shit <laughs> yeah. right there. Well, I'm from the Central Valley, so there are no effing oceans yeah. near me. Um, I guess maybe Hunt- – to me, when I look at this movie, I think Huntington Beach. Honestly. Yeah, whenever yeah, you see Huntington the beach, beach. – yeah. uh, 
Mark Harmon's apartment it looks like Huntington Beach. Yeah, it's, I don't think you would get that type of property in like Marina Del Rey or Venice. You no, know, and there is no way a teacher can afford oh, an ocean. Even in the, even in the eighties when it was different. Yeah, I mean maybe he's he's renting it. Still, and there's no way a teacher yeah. can rent. It's a, it's, it's a small property. shack on the ocean. Yeah. Uh, we meet Larry, who is always asleep. Yes. And that's why he failed, because he just sleeps through everything. Um, but Kelly Jo Minter's character, Denise, she's a bad test taker. And we find out later that she has the a reason, learning disability. That's the reason why. Uh, but she, she's diagnosed a little too quickly by maybe somebody who's not quite qualified to diagnose her, but maybe they're on the right path. So I always forget. <laughs> Kirstie Alley in this movie like there'll be like 20 minutes that pass and then you'll see her and you'll be like oh shit yeah (laughs) Kirstie Alley's in this movie I forgot yeah so um they all now are at the first day of summer school and teaching next door to Mr. Shoop Mm -hmm. is Kirstie Alley yeah she is teaching honors history so she gets all the good students voluntary students yeah bunch of nerds yeah she plays Miss Bishop. I like that in IMDb, her character has a middle name. Oh, what is it? It's Robin Elizabeth Bishop. Elizabeth. <laughs> I don't even know that that was stated in the movie. Why is it on IMDb? Maybe Christy like, said, hey, I think my character needs a middle name. Yeah, she was very adamant about It's like, Kirsty, like oh, it's thirsty. Are you sure not hungry? It's Kirsty, not thirsty. That's or Kirsty like thirsty. That's... She said that when she won her globe <laughs> for Cheers when she was in the press room. Did she ever win an Emmy for Cheers? Maybe. I think she may have. She may have. Yeah, I feel like Cheers did dominate the Emmys for quite a while. Yeah, it's, it was like one of those shows. Yeah, we'll get the interns to to figure that out. We'll get, we'll get them in here. In a but yeah, Mr. Shoop gets wrangled into teaching this class. He's a gym teacher, and I do remember being a child. And at the beginning of this movie, it's the countdown to the last day. Well, it's the last day of school, and it's the countdown to the last bell so that everybody can leave. And Shoop is has got his kids because he's a gym teacher, and so he just has this group of boys in the gym on the bleachers. And it's the last day of school, last class of the day, so he's not going to have them like doing laps or whatever. So he's just like, what did we learn? Oh, we're also getting introduced to his style of teaching, which is... Nothing. Nothing. And I'm going to let you, the students, determine your own grade. I think UC Santa Cruz does that. Sure. That is a thing now in some colleges where you determine and you yeah. self-reflect, self-evaluate Fuck yourself. that. But one of the big things was he tells the kids, he tells the guys, what did we learn this year? And he was like, I don't know, like teamwork, you know, whatever, self-reliance. And the last thing he said is how your friends look naked. And as a kid, wow. I was always like, What? Is that a thing in high school? Okay, okay so <laughs> I did not shower after PE. No one showered after PE. I don't think I took a public shower until I was in college. Oh, I've said this before. We had to shower after gym. They threw you guys in, in there. They threw our asses in there. They're like, you will shower or you will get detention. Oh, it was like wow. a thing. Yeah, and we had to, and it was traumatizing. But hey, whatever. We're all boys. I think I would probably shower by example when the other kids were doing it. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll do it too. Yeah. No, safety we all, numbers, we safety all did. Safety in numbers, yeah. yep. 
No, we had to. It wasn't like just the weirdos are doing it or just these guys. No, it was like everybody. Did you notice that Mark Harmon said jockstrap inspector in that opening clip? <laughs> yeah. Does he say jockstrap inspector? No, was, I check for jockstraps. I check for jocks. Even better. I check for jockstraps. You know what? I uh, Until a couple of years ago, I realized I was wearing my cup wrong. <laughs> What what were you what sport was, were you partaking in that you were wearing a cup? Again, I oh I, gymnastics, <laughs> yes, gymnastics, baseball, <laughs> close. Uh, I play, I, play, I played softball. I played fast pitch softball again. That's why I'm saying league of their own. Summer ah, school sure. hard. Yeah, I was wearing the cup too upside high. down. No, <laughs> too high. You're so literally you were literally supposed to put it like between <laughs> like on your gooch. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. That's sort of where the balls are. Yeah, because the idea is that when the if you're going to get hit, it comes from like below, yep. not straight on. Okay. You hear people. So this is why he. W- this is why you know what the eighties. Checking for jockstrap. Jockstrap and <laughs> inspector. Touching those, touching those balls. I don't think he's touching the balls. He's just making sure you're wearing it. He just wants to know that if you're playing sports on my watch, that you're protected. <laughs> That's like all that. sheep's doing. Yes. Um, it's important. Somebody's got to do it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he, But we do get introduced to one more character. A lot Ooh, of vagina? Who, who are we missing? <laughs> yes, basically a lot of vagina. I didn't even write the actress's A lot of vagina name. from Austin Powers. Her real name is... Fabiana. Fabiana... Udenio. Udenio. Now, <laughs> I did look her up. She was either Italian... But born in Brazil or Brazilian, born in Italy or something like that. She is she she's foreign. Yeah, she plays the exchange student Ana Maria, mm-hmm. who's only there to assist with her English skills. Yeah, she does not have to take the English test at the end of this uh, of the she's from summer Argentina. program. Argen- she was South American. She was descamisados. She was born in Buenos Aires and she moved to Italy. Uh, there we go. Yeah. That's how we get the Italian. Yes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, this was one of her first big gigs. Um, and she just plays the the busty Italian exchange student mm-hmm. who Chainsaw and Dave are pining after the entire summer. I do like that she likes Chainsaw and Dave. She thinks that they're cute. Like, she just she's amused by them. Yeah. Those Americans. Yeah. Yeah. She, she goes along with all their antics mm-hmm. just because, yeah, she thinks they're cute. She, and kind of going into that 80s cliche of a movie about teenagers, you have to have the the Tolkien exchange student. 16 Candles. Did you guys ever see Not Another Teen Movie? Of course. Okay. Of course. In, the, in the foreign exchange student, watch around naked? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> one thing about that movie, if you watch in the special features, the actual gimmick of her is not just her breasts coming out, but... Her, she's supposed to change accents like oh. every couple of like lines, <laughs> and um, I was probably too busy pausing the scene where you see Chris Evans' ass. You mean America's movie. ass? America's <laughs> ass. America's. Do you think ass. you got an ass double for that movie? I hope not. I hope it's Chris Evans' ass. Oh yeah, I think it's his booty. And like, well, the, actually, the question more is this: like that banana. Remember, it's like, yeah, is it, yeah. Is it actually in his ass? Or is <laughs> it, like, I don't know about that one. Yeah, we so can like, only hope. Yeah, so she very again cliche. She is the hot foreign exchange student. Yeah, and she does a good job of it. I mean, she's very sexy in this movie. Chainsaw Dave are in love with her. 
and not, not each other, I guess. I mean, who knows? Chainsaw and Dave are uh, they're 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 heavy drinkers. Maybe sometimes they're just hanging out at each other's houses and they just get drunk and you know one they're thing using leads that to another. Mechanical hand, that mechanical things. hand that's yeah. like rubbing Chainsaw's neck oh so <laughs> tenderly to wake him up. You mentioned <laughs> as we were watching this that there is definitely an alpha uh, of the two of them. Oh, I yeah. mean, I feel like Chainsaw is the alpha of the two, right? Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. and yes, and by the end you realize it with that little exchange they have about the grades yeah when dave actually passes yeah he's like i can fail i promise <laughs> yeah. so it sort of starts out with um mr shoop just taking them on field trips that's how he kind of wins their affection is he takes them to like knott's berry farm a yeah. petting zoo and a racetrack right and a racetrack yeah, go-karts right go-karts yes and so um you know they so he starts out with all of these kids in class, but they all start ditching, and then a couple of them get brought back by the security officer, yeah, uh, from Winchell's Donuts, yeah, um, and that's when you get the core. Like these are the kids we're going to focus on, and they decide we're going to go have fun, and yeah. so they bring out the permission slips, and they all sign for their parents. <laughs> That's a great. That's a that's great a scene. funny scene because these are all the kids that would forge. Signatures. I was always really bad at forging signatures as a, <laughs> as like a middle school <laughs> and high schooler. I was really bad at forging my mom's signature, so I usually never did. Yeah, it. I never did either. Did you? I'm gonna pass on that one. You know what? Okay, so um, because <laughs> I went to Catholic school and a lot of those kids were doctors, I had a friend. Her dad was a doctor. Her dad's secretary just said, "Here, take his like signature oh stamp." So she would wow. literally stamp. His signature. Lucky her. her. Yeah. I know. She scored. Fuck that. I, we were all not that yes. lucky. Yeah. So they go to Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, they do. They're what? on the corkscrew, the which cork is not screw. there anymore. Well, it's called the screwdriver. Screwdriver. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that is, um, you know, the first um, successful looping roller coaster like the corkscrew. It still exists, actually. It still exists, I believe, in Silverwood... Um, theme park and it's called the corkscrew it's painted black now mm. i have to you know do some research yeah the ride that's there in its place at knott's berry farm now is fucking scary that is, is a it? scary ride I don't, we did it last time it's we were some there. crazy roller coaster but it does this drop that's it sends you like straight down 90 degrees straight down yeah it's crazy it's not that one where it's like where it's like does that shoot you out yeah it's not that one, no, it's not that one no but it's it's scary as fuck i'll look it up but I, but as we were on it, I was like, "This is this is the place that that like screwdriver from summer school was." <laughs> I always think about that yeah. one I'm there. Yeah, the the corkscrew left I think in 1989 from Knott's Berry mm. Farm. Um, you can also see the parachute drop ride in aw. the distance. R.I.P. That was a great ride. <laughs> oh, now wait, now you were you went to school here in Southern California? Yes, indeed. Did you did you take field trips to the Knott's Berry Farm like? You know like where the they old rec- West Town. Yes, because <laughs> I had a friend who uh, who was from here. She said, "Oh, that's what we did. They would take us to Knott's Berry Farm." Um, no, I think maybe some schools in Orange County would have. We never did. Uh, we did Disneyland, but it was not a field trip. It was like a prize okay. for selling boxes of candy, mm-hmm. and then we had grad night at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never went to Knott's with school. 
when Disneyland still had like actual Disney, like California Adventure, because mm-hmm. I used to work at Disneyland, there was a youth learning education program where they would you could go to California Adventure and they would teach you. You would learn oh, about California exactly. Yeah, By remember soaring over it. Yeah, and with Whoopi. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I loved that. What did you do at Disneyland? I sold tickets. I sold. Um, oh. I, I was a vacation planner. I sold tickets wow. there. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I honestly, I enjoyed it. You made it. like $7 an hour. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> it was nine when I got there. Um, but it was when uh, it was free on your birthday. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was crazy. That was fun. Oh, but it had to be crazy. your actual birthday. It did. It had to be your yeah. actual birthday. And it did not matter how old you were. You had to bring legal documentation yeah you couldn't bring a driver's license you had to bring a birth certificate no it could be a driver's license it had, oh, okay it had, it had to be like it had a state but if you were birthday. a child you could sure just get a free ticket yeah Obviously, if you're like it's yeah. his birthday you would have yeah. to bring a birth certificate yeah anymore. it was fun it was fun um i enjoyed my time at disneyland i really did i good. made some good friends there i never worked there but i always enjoy my time there mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be going shortly sometime this year yeah so they go on all of these field trips and when they're at the petting zoo uh we get introduced to really what uh dave and chainsaw are good at yes their uh special effects makeup skills which come Mm -hmm. into into play later on in the movie but we're also introduced to uh one of the great love stories of this movie of pam and mr shoop oh my god wow the goat starts eating mr shoop's Rolling Stones first farewell to her t-shirt from 1969 and she grabs she starts grabbing him she, she grabs the torn she t-shirt cuts it into a crop top does right? she do that well she says no. she'll sew it she fix, yeah she fixes it yeah. oh. she says I can sew this for you but she starts grabbing it on his body like he's wearing this yeah. shirt she starts grabbing that's weird like, <laughs> that's weird really. uh, that's this whole subplot it I gets mean, weirder I get that it was supposed to be weird, but looking back, thirty plus years later, <laughs> it's really weird. Yes, definitely. As a child watching this, I didn't really understand the subtext, what was going on with that relationship. Yeah. Uh, now, as a teacher of California, that relationship is wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> very wrong. I mean, Mr. Shoop is. He's not like receptive to it, but he's not doing enough no. to tell her this is not going yeah. where you yeah, think it's going. He's trying to be nice. Yeah, he's trying to be nice. And he's yes. trying to spare her feelings, which yes. is the wrong thing to do because she's a child and he's like a 37-year-old man. I think what they were trying to do with the script and the story was that they were kindred spirits because yes, yes. they were surfers. He's, she, he relates to her. Yes. And so he sees a lot of himself in her and so he's not trying to... Yeah, I don't know. He's just trying to let her off easy, I guess, but it's inappropriate. It's very inappropriate. <laughs> very inappropriate. So he ends up getting busted of doing all these field trips, and they strike a deal with the students and um, Mr. Shoop. Mr. Shoop that he has to do something for them. And they'll them, go to class. For them pretty much to come to class. Yeah. Which, yes. is that how education works, <laughs> <laughs> Jacob? It, it is exactly how it works. So, no. Um, so, what happens is that um, he gets busted, and then the VP um, basically blackmails him yeah. and says that if you want to get tenured, 
you need to have your students pass that remedial test. So, I feel everything that I know about tenure comes from movies and TV shows. <laughs> yeah. So tenure is um, when like your job is permanent. Um, they can't just fire you because for any reason. Because when you first start teaching your first two years, they could fire you for any reason and not tell you. But after when your first day of your third year, you are now tenured, so you're protected and by the union and all that stuff and but it's not something the vp can like blackmail you yeah or decide whether or not you get it hmm so you're telling me what i learned in movies about real life is not correct i'm out (laughs) well um so they strike this deal they start getting uh their wishes fulfilled but everybody has Everybody has their shortcoming yes. that Everybody Mr. Has... Shoop has to help them overcome. Yes. Yeah. So we have – first we have Larry. He just wants a bed, and that's all we know so he far. He wants a bed in class. In class, yes. So Mr. Shoop gets him a cot. Yes. And then um, Kevin the jock um, really needs a workout partner. Yeah. He needs a workout partner. Some training. And uh, not in a gay way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Denise says she needs uh, driver's training yes. lessons. Which she really needs uh, reading lessons, but she wants to learn to drive. Rhonda, the pregnant girl, wants a Lamaze coach. Yeah. Lamaze. Very it's, 80s. It's a cliche. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that actually took Lamaze or used it. It's breathing techniques to that's have a natural birth. Nobody it, wants that. That's because everyone now wants... What's a, what's the... They want an epidural. No, what's the one that... Like, you know, the at-home... A doula. A doula. A doula. Fuck that. that. Today, if that was made, she'd be like, I Put want you to be my hospital. And then uh, Pam says, I will let Mr. Shoop know when the time is right. Yeah. <laughs> she also ends up moving in with him. Yeah, that's what she wants to let him know. Yeah, we'll just go into it now. She ends, up, she ends up moving in with him. She does. Okay, so, but... This is where it's kind of layered. Because... She moves in with him. However, it's because she lives with her brother who yeah. has like 5,000 kids. Yeah. And there's another one on the way. And she's getting – she feels like she's getting displaced. So um, that's what I remember as yeah. a kid, you know, standing out the most. Not the like, did you ever sleep with your students on the beach? <laughs> What she eventually says. Yeah, she asks him, uh, Chainsaw and Dave want to have a party at Shoop's house because he's got a beachfront They have a 4th of July condo, party. So they have a 4th yeah. of July party. And she sneaks into Shoop's room alone with him and starts posing all these questions about, like, yeah. would you ever, would you ever, like, bang one of your students? And it's just like, mm. no, But she uses a pickup line. The Grunion. The Grunion. Oh, God. Yeah. And um, she points out... Um, that his Shoop's girlfriend, who we are introduced in the very, very beginning of the movie, and then she disappears. Um, she's young. Yeah. You like young girls. She's 22 or something. She's 21. 21. And then she, Ooh. and then Pam has passed math because yes. she points out that she's 16. Yep. And that when, uh, what's her name is 66, she'll only be 61. <laughs> Very good, man. Very good. Oh my god, that whole that whole exchange. Which, by the way, Mark Harmon, what has he got to be thirty six, thirty seven in this movie? <laughs> Dating a twenty one year old? Come on, Shoop. 
That's a little young. Hey, if you were 21 that's a little and young. you met Mark Harmon, oh, I mean, who had fun, a yeah. beachfront house. I do it, but I'm just saying, he's, uh, as a teacher, I don't know about this example that he's setting, dating a 21-year-old. No, he is a whore, like, this, like, watching that now, I got very, like, shaky, like, oh my gosh, yeah. oh my gosh, my whole career, everything <laughs> in my life is over. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a, it's a, inappropriate on a lot of levels. Yes, um, and that was Pam's wish was to move in, and uh, eventually, what happens is uh, he takes her in. He does, and she cooks. What does she cook for him? Uh, manicotti. Manicotti. She makes manicotti and a beautiful salad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Only for two, though. Oh yeah, no, she did not make enough for three, because Miss Bishop shows up and like all hell breaks loose. Pam gets so pissed. <laughs> so we have to talk about Larry. The yes. side story with Larry. Yes. Oh, so yeah, Larry has a Larry, Larry has been the reason why he needs a cot school in class. and he needs a cot because Larry has a job as a stripper. Yeah. At a ladies' night strip club. Is it Chippendales? It is not Chippendales. You know, I don't think so. Chippendales was around in the eighties. It was around in the eighties, but I don't think that it was branded as Chippendales. So we should probably talk about eighties fascinations with male strippers because you I saw can it a see lot. Your dirty pillows. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say his dirty pillows are those buns. Yeah, those buns are definitely some Yeah, dirt. Oh, so goodness. 80s fascination with strippers. It is, um, I, I've read like a blog about this, but I really would love to go back, get my master's and write about this. Um, you could do a whole podcast on yeah, that. I'm just 80s podcast. stripper movies. It's not just 80s stripper movies. Um, TV shows were obsessed with 80s strippers as oh, well. Okay. Mr. Belvedere had a mention. Don't they go there? of Life I was going to say mention. they go to a Family male, Matters. Male strippers? On all yeah. The, oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, so um, was it just the novelty of men taking off their clothes? I think it was because Chippendale yeah. started, with? I believe, like in, what, 79, 80? Yeah, I had to. And then, um, what, your favorite movie, Bachelor Party. I already love it. Has a male Great stripper male stripper scene. scene in Bachelor Party. Um, Mr. Mom. Yeah, has one yep. as well. Yes, indeed. Um, the great movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Travolta, perfect. perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has one. Um, I think a lot of them too use the idea of having a a man, a straight man, at the male strip yes. club, preying off all of the comedy. women, which Mark Harmon does yeah. in this movie. Well, okay, but see, like that's what y- you said that he is there to pick up checks. I don't think that's what the story's intention. Then what you, the hell is he doing Do you doing think there? that he's there to find him? I think, yeah, I no. think we are to assume that Maybe it was Mr. Shoop already knows what Larry's doing. No, he's really shocked when he sees his face. I think maybe it's like acting. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's there with that line of being a writer for Playgirl to pick up chicks. Okay. I, it's got to be that. It's got to be that. And I always think about those types of women who like go yep. yeah. so like the way we're introduced with the scene is with um oh, I don't know her name this that smoky voice oh, yes. woman shaking her boobs she's a regular mm-hmm. yeah don't get in her way between no her like looking at these at these guys taking their clothes yeah, off yeah cuz it's ladies night it's ladies it's night ladies get night. out of here and um, she like she give bring it to mama yeah and so like you know he's stripping you know all that stuff and then you know, wants to get his tips. He comes over, and does she French him? She kisses him on the mouth, for sure, yeah. 
It's crazy. Everyone knows that it's proper stripper etiquette if the the stripper just has to do it to you. <laughs> and this is the thing too. This is not magic mic strippers. This is not no like I'm I'm a white guy, you know, doing breakdance moves. Like yeah. this is yeah. like He's more just kind of twirling around. It's more like of a like, theater of the round. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a bachelor party. It's a, yeah. that Chippendales yeah. thing where yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's a theater gimmicky. of the round style. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm he a has a chair. Yes, very what, like. What's he his was, theme? What he, he was a cowboy. He was wearing chaps. Okay, he was wearing chaps, and he has like a mask. It's like a Lone Ranger. Yeah, he's doing like a Lone Ranger gig. Yeah, very big mask. Now you've mm-hmm. seen a Night in Heaven, right? Night in Heaven with what's her name? Christopher Atkins, Leslie, Leslie Ann Warren. 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 Yeah. So she plays a community college English teacher, and she is straight up sleeping with her student. Now the end of that movie. Um, Chris Atkins, the the husband, I believe, doesn't he like take Chris Atkins onto the boat and threatens yeah, to kill him yeah. with like the gun and everything? And he works for like NASA or something, right? Yeah. All I cared was that you yeah. could kind of see his penis. Yeah. Oh, I think you can see it. You can always see. It. Like Chris Atkins like to share his penis. Yeah. Now he what? Does. Oh, we're we will be doing Blue Lagoon sometime on this podcast soon. Um, what was that? Stripper made for TV movie about the murders. <gasps> Lady Killer starring Lady. Mary Lou Hanner in 1988. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so I actually, yes, ordered on Amazon the VHS of that. Love it. You can you can um, stream it on YouTube. Um, that was a great movie. I remember watching that movie when it aired on like ABC. That needs to be remade. It should be remade. Well, it, you know what? It probably could be remade with Mary Lou Hanner. She probably remembers all her lines. So. Yeah, she because she remembers every day of her life. <laughs> but yeah, this like high school 17-year-old just has a side job as a stripper. Yeah, and then we talked about like at 17, did you have that body oh to be God. a male stripper? Yeah, no. No. I mean, no. I think probably at the time looking at the upperclassmen maybe, but it was one of those things that if I were to look at high schoolers now, I would be like, oh, no. Hell no. No, that that is a child. Yeah, I mean, like, there were obvious, like, you know, when you're in high school, like, the the hot, like, football player. But, like, some of them, height-wise, you're like, no, you probably couldn't pass as an adult. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wonder what Larry's pulling in at these stripper gigs. He has to be making probably 400, 500 a night, probably. I guess it depends on how much he's, he's given to the house. Yeah. And is it pay to play at this club that he's working at? Well, I mean, was it um, the shaky booby friend? She had a friend with her, the blonde lady, and yeah. like, she basically offers to like, we'll both do you. Yeah, uh, I will say that I just looked it up, and the actor that plays Larry was twenty eight at the time of filming this movie. <gasps> oh well, of co- well, <laughs> kind of has an old man face. <laughs> Those we wrinkles on as we were <laughs> as we were watching it. Yeah, it was, it was about ten years senior. Twenty eight playing seventeen. Yep. I mean, that was par for the course in the late 80s, but, yeah. you know, you know, that was Larry. But, I mean, hey, he, he did the job. We got to see those buns in that G-string that he that was That was wearing. a G-string, not a thong. That is yeah. not a thong. That is a G-string. You, didn't, you were not going to see a male stripper in a jock strap in the 80s. No. But, Especially in a straight lady stripper environment. In Perfect, I think they wore jock strapped. Yes, I think they wore jock See, this is how like, already obsessed I am with male strippers And Best Little Horror has a text, but that's not strippers. That's not. But that's a whole locker room scene. That's yeah. a great butt scene. Oh my though. goodness gracious! That scene is too much. Whenever we go to um, quads in Palm Springs, we always see that scene. Shout out to quads! Shout out to quads! <laughs> We've never been there. <laughs> they play it a lot. 
All right, where are we in this movie? Um, the wishes. So, okay, so um, obviously Denise gets... Uh, so Denise is actually a good point, good one to go back to. So Denise can't drive. No. She cannot drive. She's already failed, I'm assuming, her driving test once. A couple of times, I think. And so she asked Shoop, I need you to teach me driving lessons. And so he pairs this with one of the wishes that Chainsaw and Dave have is that we need a ride to work. Yep. And so he's chauffeuring them around. Yeah, and we learned that Denise really can't drive. Oh, she's a terrible driver. And Shoop has her driving his Ford Falcon. Maybe not a great idea. No. To have this teenager yeah. drive your Ford Falcon around no, no, no. the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah. I would never trust one of my students with my cars. No. Ever. No way. But, you know, he proves to be a, a decent driving instructor. He does, yes. and He is bringing out the best in all of these teenagers too. yes which is honestly that is the most important as the attribute of a, t- of a of a good teacher is yeah. bringing the best out of a student what he's lacking in curriculum he's making up for <laughs> he's uh, just giving them life alcohol. lessons Aww. also oh yeah so that, yeah that's another like shift in the in the movie so like he's so shoot kind of gives them all their wishes and then um one day while roller skating on the beach ha- um Dave and Chainsaw are stopped by some beach cops, and they are visibly drunk and drinking yeah. on the beach. Drinking screwdrivers. And um, Shoop skates by um, in his shorts and no shirt and takes the fall for them, which I would never do for any of my students. Miners drinking alcohol? Hell no. In a he public- gets thrown in jail. He does. He and gets- when he's walking down that jail cell. Skating down the jail Skating cell. down that Roller jail skates. scale. So come here, new fish. Yeah, he's getting the look up and down from all these guys. Now, let's say you're arrested whilst wearing roller skates. Is this Oz? Because <laughs> yes, but I'm saying if you're direct, if you're arrested, you're wearing roller skates. They throw you in the jail at the you know jailhouse or whatever. They got to take the roller skates off. You can use those. As a, as yeah, a that's a weapon. Oh, yeah. You can beat the shit out of somebody with roller skates. You, you know. You can't even wear regular yes. shoes. And- because isn't it in Boogie Nights, doesn't Roller Girl yeah. like kill that guy with the yes, roller skates? Yes, of course. You beat, mm-hmm. yeah. Bash someone's head in. No, they got to take off the skates. He's going to walk in there barefoot or wearing prison issue like sandals <laughs> with no shoelaces. Yeah. Also a weapon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he gets thrown in jail and he makes a call to Miss Bishop, who yeah. is dating the VP. Yeah, Gills. Which the VP, I can never tell Good looking or gross? <laughs> now, I think he's kind of gross looking. Now, as an older man, I would so do him. He's got a Michael Scott thing going on with his hair and his suits. Yeah, doesn't quite do it for me. <laughs> it's all you know. It's all subjective. It's pretty much the Jeremy Piven role from old school. Oh my god! That he's doing seriously. Maybe Jeremy Piven was like channeling this movie. <laughs> so Chrissy Alley is dating the VP, which is highly unethical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably be fired. Definitely fired. Um, but they go and basically bail Shoop out um, begrudgingly uh, by Giles um, and or Gillis, whatever his name is. And as he <laughs> exits, he's gotten a little token from his time in prison. Oh, yeah. I got an ear piercing. That's a high piercing on his ear. That must have hurt. Yeah, it wasn't with, even his earlobe. Yeah, and with a safety pin. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think he was the top or the bottom when he got that? <laughs> it was. A, was the safety pin sanitized? There's like a. There's like they an ornament it on lighter. it. 
Yeah, I guess. But, you know, Mr. so Shoop's all of this is pretty much cred. building up until kind of to s- skip to the third act of the movie. Mm-hmm. All of these kids have to pass their test, mm-hmm. their end of the year test or Mr. Shoop gets fired. Yes. And right? that, yeah. And that's kind of where the shift really happens with Shoop is yeah. that he actually now wants these kids to do good. And so they don't want to make deals anymore. With him, and so he walks out, yeah. and uh, they get a sub for. Oh, the sub! I forgot about the sub. Shh. Whose blood is that? Is that your blood? I love that woman. She looks like a bird. Yes, her name is Lucy Lee Flippin. Yes, uh, sh- the only thing that I recognize her from is from Flashdance at the mm-hmm. very end, and she's one of the adjudicators. She's sitting behind that panel as um. Jennifer Beals <laughs> does her dance number. Yeah, and they bring her in, and uh, she walks into the goriest classroom I've ever seen. Chainsaw and Dave use their skills of movie magic to scare the shit out of this poor this substitute. Would have lo- this would have taken a lot of prep time. Yeah. Storyboards. They would have had to get storyboards. They've gotten this their took very a lot early, of work. or maybe tests. overnight. You know, because everybody's got like movie quality makeup. They Chainsaw and Dave do a report about the person that they admire most in the world, uh-huh. and the person they admire most in the world is makeup artist and creature creator Rick Baker, and they admire him very, 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 very much. And I feel I could be wrong because I didn't find his name in the credits on IMDb, but I always read that Rick Baker actually helped with the makeup effects probably. of this movie. Um, because I mean, m- also it was Carl Reiner, too. The special yeah. effects were really good. Yeah, gotten over Rick Baker for the day. For sure. So I feel like he may have, makeup artist and creature creator Rick Baker may have been a part of this movie for for this very scene. Um, but Could it- you imagine doing this when you're in high school? No. Could you imagine trying to pull this off when you were 17 years old? No, yeah. but being like five years old watching this, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could totally do this when I'm like a teenager. Yeah, like, right. Er- yeah. Everything and anything like, is possible. This will happen. It's that whole outsmarting adult aspect. Yes, yeah. it very much is. And so they succeed in scaring off the substitute teacher. I'm not ready for high school. <laughs> and um, they go and find Shoop. Yeah. They find Shoop on the on beach. On the beach because he quit. He was like, fuck you guys. You burnt my house down. You know, you threw me in jail. Like, all that. He goes on this list of things that happened to him since he started teaching summer school. 95% of them are Chainsaw Dave's fault. Yeah. Right? Everybody else is just like, sorry that those two idiots got you thrown in jail. But yeah, they go back to, they find him on the beach. Beg him to come back to school because they've got in to pass their makeup. Test. They go to the beach in their makeup. Full movie makeup. They look like crazy, scary monsters. And uh, from there, we get this montage of all of them studying. And uh, one of the things that we learn or is pointed out is that Denise has dyslexia. Yeah. Denise has got some issues writing and uh, reading comprehension and all of that. And so they've got to get her. She's not going to pass this. This, this test, man. Probably not. No, she's not. <laughs> so they do the like they do the whole montage of them studying, and yeah. you kind of get from Shoop's face that he knows the kids are not going to pass the test. Yeah, but he does the thing which teachers are supposed to do is that you encourage and you motivate uh, your students because. You know, they're really the ones doing the work. It's not you. Yeah. So you kind of have to make sure that they believe that they're going to do it. 
Um, so then they go to the test day. Yeah. In the in this high school's lecture hall. Yeah, I didn't have a lecture hall. Did <laughs> we you didn't have a lecture hall. hall? No. no. <laughs> Not at all. We had our high school auditorium, and that was it. You had an auditorium. They like got an actual auditorium. An actual auditorium. So, separate from the gym? Separate from the separate gym. Separate from the cafeteria? Separate, separate from the cafeteria. Oh, wow. A legitimate auditorium. Yeah. I had a cafetorium. Uh, okay. They would yeah. do separate events there, too, if ever uh, something came from the town. We had a... Came we through had a, a town that wanted to... We had a separate cafeteria, but that's just because the school was built in the 20s. Okay. And that was in the last remaining building from the old school. And then we had an old gym, but we had to put down separate flooring for the dances because we did not have a separate auditorium and we could not scuff up the basketball court floor with the our in the tennis money. shoes. Exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, poor, uh, poor Anna Maria is there out of the kindness of her heart <laughs> to proctor this. test. <laughs> Honestly, her, she probably could have passed this test with at this colors. point. Yeah. I feel like she, she has a better comprehension of the language than anybody else in this class. Yeah. She's actually been going to class and like probably paying attention to what Mr. Shoop's saying, <laughs> which I think Anna Maria and Shoop make a better fit than. <laughs> Right, because well, that's the, like looking at her. You're like, oh, you're a woman. She's a woman. You are, well, yeah. Yes, Pam. I'm sorry. No, yeah, Pam's a girl. You're only 16. But when they go to the beach and Anna Maria is ready to take that top off, she's wearing a g-string too at this beach. She is wearing an inappropriate. I think it's the same suit. g-string. As yeah, that, Larry was wearing. Yeah, exactly. It looks very. It's the same color. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so Anna Maria is proctoring the test with Mr. Shoop, uh, Gills. And the schools, uh, what do they call the schools officers now? Well, they call uh, them CAs, I C- think. Yeah. But like that was not no. the CA. That looked like a legitimate police officer. He did, but he's the same one from the beginning that was like inspecting their books and giving the pink slips out to everybody. I mean, probably Los Angeles schools. Oh, probably they have had done this, it. like public schools. So I, I know. Think at the time, they did. so in so where I'm at, um, every high school is supposed to have a police officer. Yeah. And um, especially now, since well, now, you can't suspend say, yeah. any kid, um, they're kind of needed. Um, but yeah, that police officer is there. Um, and this scene, honestly, is one of the most memorable scenes of this movie uh, because of the song that is yes. being played. It's a really great song by one Elizabeth Daly, who uh, you listeners may know from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, you may know her as... I had no idea that she did a song for this movie until, like, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. It's it a fantastic really song. It really is. Uh, I'll find it shortly. Um, it's uh, But Elizabeth Daly, uh, she was known by E.G. Daly at the time. She was a, uh, a singer and actress. She didn't really have that big or booming of a music career but she has a very distinctive voice you may know her as uh tommy pickles yes mm-hmm. right scott from big voice from over career. yeah yep yeah but she had a really good song in this in this movie oh here it is we can just talk over the song because it's it's good enough to have in the background it is it's a fantastic song it's a good movie montage song it is. yeah you can get a lot of work done to this song yeah you, it, you, you know could what? paint in a your house l- Yes. You could walk the dog in yeah. this, this song. You could refurbish a kitchen, you know. You're build, studying for that test. Build a clubhouse. 
<laughs> you know, lots of things could be done to this song. And you mentioned that it was offered to Blondie. So originally, and um, E.G. Daily has done interviews of this, this song was originally recorded by uh, Debbie Harry. And according to E.G. Daily, uh, Debbie Harry's producers or management didn't want this song to compete with like one of her own songs. So they needed to redo the vocals. And so... E.G. Daly says she got a call like, "You can you come to L.A. like this weekend type of deal and redo it. And this was like her biggest hit of her career. So good for E.G. Daly. I'm going to tell you right now, this song is a fucking banger. It is. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's hard it's, to find. It's on YouTube, yeah. but it's like you it, can't find this shit on iTunes. Is it not Sorry, on iTunes? wow. No. This is that late '80s sound. It's uh, it's not so much freestyle, but it's definitely right. a dance club right. pop hit. It's got a little two of hearts in there. Yes, got a little Stacy Q so. going on. Like it's pre Taylor Dane. Yes. Um, and it was a good song. This song, I actually know this song not really from this movie, but from Kids Incorporated. Yes. Um, I, um, Kids Incorporated did the song uh, with Renee. Oh. Love me some Renee. And that's kind of how I remember this song. Renee uh, of Wild Orchid, right? Wild Orchid. And with Stacey Ferguson. Yes. And I believe the last thing, because she was Renee Sands as yeah. a child. And then I believe her real name is Renee Sandstrom. And she did the voiceovers for some Disney stuff. I think with Camp Rock, she sang some stuff. She is not Fergie-licious, unfortunately, like Fergie is. No, not quite. Not quite. Um, But this is a... So during this whole, like, montage, we kind of see little things happening. Uh, One thing we see happen is Larry, maybe one of the reasons why he didn't do well on the test is because he's supposed to be wearing glasses. Glasses. So he sneaks them on. And he's wearing very on-trend glasses. Some cute tortoise frame glasses. They were not on-trend in the 80s, but they are are now. He fit Um, right in in Silver Lake right now. um, Yeah. uh, Poor poor Rhonda having contractions. Yeah. So she is not only taking her test, she is timing her contractions. She's got a little digital watch. As mm-hmm. she's doing it. Um, and you kind of kind of all see them going through the test. And uh, it finally ends. And uh, Rhonda is escorted off to the hospital. To go have her baby. To have her baby. Poor Rhonda. And I think it's kind of clever of the script that probably a lesser movie of the week script they would all pass with flying colors but i like that most of them fail yeah yeah it's, it's kind of a it's probably what would happen in real life most it, of them don't pass so yeah so like you, usually as a teacher you, you kind of rely on this 80 20 rule like yeah. there's like 20% of your kids that no matter what those are the kids good or bad are going to do their own thing. But those 80% you can actually influence. And so Shoop unfortunately tells them when they're all kind of just hanging out at the beach that they didn't pass. And for him, it means that he is not supposed to get tenure. (laughs) Which, I mean, as we've discussed. (laughs) That's not how it works. Yeah. But yeah, but but what we ultimately find out is that the point is more so not that Maybe you didn't pass this test, but 
the um, the growth. They yes. all significantly improved with yeah. their score. Yes, Betsy, from where they were. Yes, Betsy DeVos does not understand this <laughs> at all. Um, so uh, after the kids uh, find out, their parents come and to rally support behind Shoop, and they kind of tell the principal. Um, Mr. Shoop has done all these great things for my kids. Yeah. And then he looks at the scores and he starts telling them, you know, the growth that they've been yeah. having. And for most of them, some of it was that if you have just shown up to class, you probably would have passed. Yeah. Which high school, for the most part, is if you that. show up and you turn in your homework, Do your you homework. will pass. Yeah. Very much. And I tell that to students all the time. I go, it's not hard to get a C. In any class. C's get degrees. C's get degrees, and so he starts listing off, and some do pass. Yeah, Ekian passes. Yeah, Pam. Pam passes. Um, uh, the jock. Dave. D- oh, Kevin, the jock passes. passes. Gets to be back in the team, mm-hmm. and Dave passes with a seventy. And Chainsaw is very upset. Oh, Chainsaw, so so mad. Seventies, what a C minus. Right. If you want to do that scale, yeah. Why not? If you want to do that scale, do they not do yeah. that anymore? What is you, a, what is so a failing like, grade? Now? So like, what? It, but you have to ask yourself, what is a C? So yeah, a lot of the times now, what a lot of schools are shifting towards is rubric grading. Sure. So you're doing that off of like a maybe a five, yeah. four, three, two, one. So when you convert that into percentages, it's it's kind of it become it becomes subjective. Um, but this is why um, growth versus mastery is a is a discussion and something that is kind of being shifted more towards now is that you want kids got to be able to see that the work they put in, they can keep improving. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, a couple of them pass Pam passes with like an 82 yeah, or 82. something. She got to be, but she is not the highest one. Nope. Uh, what's his name? Who, uh, is it Dwayne? He claimed at the beginning of the, of the summer school that the computer made an error. And we find out that the computer actually most likely Jerome, did make an error. Jerome, Jerome. Because Jerome got a 90, 96? Jerome takes the bathroom pass at the beginning of the movie, and he doesn't come back with it until, until the last the, until the test of the movie. Yeah, he gives it to him as he walks into the test. Jerome Watkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he gets a 90-something. I wait a minute. Does a lot of vagina... So wait a minute. She doesn't take the test. She doesn't have to no, take the test. She doesn't have to. So She's she was, there voluntarily. She was just there for English. Yeah. That's why she was proctoring the test. Wow. She was just sitting there, like, filing her nails the whole time. I However long that. they had to take the test. Yep. Kindness of her heart. Huh. Yep. Yeah, so um, those, that's kind of what happened. Yeah, so the principal um, sees that Shoop actually... Uh, made some change in yeah, these kids. He taught them. So Shoop actually did become a good teacher. He was yeah. able to set goals with the kids and able to actually get them to achieve those goals. Yeah. So he honestly did become a very good teacher. Um, yeah. So that is kind of the resolution of the story. However, yeah. that is not the denouement. No. We've uh, we've got one last scene on. Uh, I mean, it it has like it's beach. Uh, it's romantic subplot that I feel like is on the it's on the back burner in this whole movie just because there's so much going on in the script with these kids yeah that they do have to shoehorn this love story in but I mean we finally get to see these really two hot people yes they're very attractive (laughs) and this is like peak 80s hotness yeah yes and this actually is not the first time um they have been paired together the year yeah the year prior so when you kept saying this I well, go on. Yeah, so so 
while I was like, you know, watching this movie, the, the, like, you know, recently um, on Amazon, <laughs> what was suggested was this movie called Prince of Bel Air. And when you kept saying Prince of Bel Air, I thought that you were just saying Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and I'm just like, I don't remember Mark Harmon <laughs> on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Why do not I? Why don't I remember this? <laughs> no, it was, it's this made-for-TV romantic comedy that came out in 1986. And Mark Harmon plays a pool man who is kind of sleeping with his clients. And he kind of falls in love with a new client played by Christy Alley. And they're actually, besides Christy Alley in that movie, we get other summer school um, cast members. We get... Uh, uh, Kevin Chains- the Jock. Yeah, Kevin the Jock and Chainsaw, Dean yeah. Cameron. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if just as they're making it, I wonder if they, like, shared producers or they're just like, well, this worked with all of this cast, so we'll just bring back Mark and Kirsty yeah. for this movie. They have good chemistry. They have really yeah. good chemistry. Like, uh, all the reviews you read about this movie, they maybe, talk about the chemistry. Maybe they first got Mark and then he insisted on Kirsty coming in to read. Because he had just done a Possibly, movie with her. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Let's, let's think about it. It's Kirsty, like Thirsty. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she's one of those actresses. She's just a really good partner actress. Like, she just knows how to connect with people and go with them. That was her whole gig in Cheers. That's why that was so, that was such a success. And also, you were mentioning on our Drafted Gorgeous episode that her and Mindy. Mm hmm. Mindy. Uh, Mindy Sterling. Mindy Sterling are both really funny together, too. Yes, they they play off each other really well. Yes, and Mindy Sterling is a good improv actor. So, and their scenes together are really, really, really good. They shine. I remember reading something about Rhea Perlman saying mm-hmm. how good Christy Kirsty <laughs> Alley really is. Like, you don't think she's gonna yeah. be, but like she's just there with you. Yeah. yeah, she will go, and she can make anything funny. Yeah, I mean, she's good. Mm-hmm. Love her. Mm-hmm. She wore some great outfits that I would love to wear to the classroom. So that tucked in belt. She had a like very beautiful denim denim. high-waisted denim pant with a denim Den- shirt. It was yes. a skirt. Denim oh, it was a denim skirt, denim skirt yeah. and a denim shirt with shoulder pads. It was a knee-length denim skirt, so it was cute. It wasn't like was it? It's kind of a skirt, isn't it? Yeah. And it wasn't like a like what you think of like a denim skirt that's just like like to the floor. <laughs> it was like knee length. It was nice and like bodycon, and yeah, that that top with shoulder pads. Everything she look. wore had shoulder pads. Yeah. What does she wear when she comes over to to Mark's house? Isn't it blue? She has all I know. She has she has a side pony. Yeah, yeah. She has a side pony in that. Oh, that's when she's wearing. It's like a knit sweater. It's like a pink knit sweater. I I do love like that look that she gives him when she. Sees what's going on now. Of course. When she sees Pam in that house. When she sees Pam in that house. All right. Yeah. I got to get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Well, like that, you know, like that whole, it was weird that this movie, and when I really think back at it now, there was like no problem talking about teacher-student relationships. And now that's like, that's like, a, like the whole movie would have to be built around that now. Yeah. 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 Well, I think Mary Kay Letourneau and Vili Fulao really just blew the lid off that. Yep. They're still together. No, they, they just, they they just broke up. They yep. just they broke just up. Broke up. Like I in mean, 2019. Yeah. If those two can't make it, what hope do any of us what have? What hope did any of us have? Yeah. Like I I I do well, I'm not sure if they Yeah. It it was something that apparently was I guess kind of common now, but really common back then. 
with people just like they felt was appropriate <laughs> to. And it's not. I remember because when I was going to get my teaching credential um, at the college, we got lectured because I think two teachers oh in the Valley had just gotten like busted. Oh, my God. For like. Yeah. Are we talking college or no high school high school so like i was so i was taking my teacher becoming yeah. teacher classes in college yeah. and to high school teachers wow yeah that's crazy man mm-hmm. well it was in this movie and it was kind of glossed over but mr shoop i think came out all right he came out the he other gets end everything he wants at the yeah, end yeah yeah and pam does acknowledge that he was a phase and she has moved on. Yes, she had abandonment so, issues. She really did. She did. She's she has no parents to speak of. She's living with her older brother, who's married and has his own children. She kind of has some daddy issues going on. And, yeah, yeah. And when the older brother's wife gets knocked up again, she loses her spot on the couch. It's like she has, she needs a stable environment. Yes, and she does not have this. Yes, um, but she's not going to get it from from Mister Shoop. No, but you know, maybe Pam works all works. Things work out for her in the end, but she does acknowledge that he was a phase, and she does understand that she's she's moved past him. She's no longer pining for him, which is good for all of us <laughs> in the end. So, so to kind of wrap this up, what about this movie made us gay? Boys. Male strippers, male strippers. Yeah, uh, Mark Harmon definitely. Mark Harmon's baby blues, like I just yeah. said, his shorty shorts, the good-looking friend of your dad's. <laughs> That E.G. Daily song, like as a little gay yeah, boy, dan- so you can dance around that in your house. It. Yeah, love that song. Love her. Love her as Dottie and Pee Big Adventure. Just love her voice. But yeah, I mean, just just it was a fun movie. Like as a kid, yeah, like you watched so it. Fun. It was fun. This is what you kind of maybe thought high school would one day be, yep. and it's yep. nothing and like it was this. not at all. But yeah, I just loved shorty shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. There was a lot of what I latched onto is these men who have this. This like kind of a fun loving and maybe kind of stunted personality where they just need to grow up a little bit. Um, they don't have bad intentions, but you know maybe they just need to to yeah just to grow up a bit. And and I think Mister Shoop and Chainsaw and Dave and like this movie's populated with men who need to get their shit together, but in the end of the movie they do. So I don't know. I just really I really latched onto those guys and. Uh, and what's his name's G-string? Larry. Yeah. Larry, Larry <laughs> made me gay. Always the scene that probably you two would have paused. Well, now that I know it's VHS like a player. fast clip yeah. on like YouTube, I don't need to watch the movie anymore. Yeah, exactly. Just find it. But I mean, yeah. And then just thinking about like, is that a thing? Like, as it, yeah. can, we go, can I look forward to this? Like, one day we'll be able to go to like strip club? I don't know. That's weird. Who knows? Are there still like legitimate... Strip club You'd have to go up to Portland for the yeah, for the Portland. for the guy ones. Okay, so there is a movie on Amazon Prime. It's a documentary. Is it all all, all male? male. Yeah, is it that the one yep. where it's like the male, like the yep. South or something? Yep. Yeah. It's uh, Swingin' Richards down in Atlanta. I don't know, we got to wrap this up so we can see some male strippers ourselves. <laughs> this, is, this is true. It's Sunday night. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jacob. Oh, you're very, very you welcome. Were, you were great. Yeah, I felt like this really this movie I wasn't as familiar with, so I kind of had to take a back seat for <laughs> both of you two to talk about it. But it was a fun time, though. It is a gem. It's, it's, it's if you have a really fun school, movie, watch it. It's on stars. It's on very demand. comforting. It's from your childhood. It is. From, it goes yeah. down real easy. 
Yeah, it does. it's a gem from 1987. We've been doing a lot of movies from 1987. That is a, a great year because you guys have been. You have guys mm-hmm. to have done a lot of movies from 87. Any more movies one. from 87 that you're planning? Um, I don't know if we have any in the in the in the pipe, but we'll be doing more. We'll probably do a couple more. But yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, uh, this was great. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. Uh, boys and girls, thank you for listening out there. Find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. We're also on Twitter at MTMUGPod. You can also email us at Movies That Made Us Gay at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram's the most uh, most smartest Send way to find DM. us. Send comment. us a DM. Comment. Write us a comment. Like everything. Any suggestions. And don't forget... To give, give us, us five, five stars, stars, please. Go on iTunes, rate us, review us. Only review us if it's a good review. But uh, write something. It's free and it helps us in the long run. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.